2: It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line.
3: Welcome back, friends. It's ITL on Sports Grid, hour two with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. That's us. Hello and thank you. We have got a doozy you coming up uh we have uh, many other shows the itl fantasy baseball podcast specifically is the show we did this past week great week by the way paul spore was on the show later uh on the thursday episode i believe it was on the monday episode where bogman on a little news notey thing um mentioned that the mlb all-star balloting has opened and i went oh really and he goes yeah he's like, "Actually." Uh Bubba and I did a ballot last week. And I said, oh, really? Let's us do one. Let's do a ballot. And Bogman went, no, please, God, no. Because I, I hate, I hate, I absolutely hate it. And maybe I'm a, a commie to it or whatever, but it's like the idea of putting, which by the way, these players have like, almost all of them have all-star bonuses attached and stuff to put it in the mud people's hands where <laughs> every person is a raging Homer is a raging Homer. They're going to go and they're going to look mm. Tampa Bay Ray fans are going to be like, Ooh, G-man choice sitting in 300. And they're going to click on it to let the decision in any capacity be put in morons hands is I can't take it seriously. And I don't take it seriously. Also, by the way, every team has to have one stupid player. So I said, let's do it. Let's build a roster. You ready? You ready, Boggs? I mean, I assume it's just going to
4: be all diamondbacks, right? Uh, Because that that's what uh, we're homers. So uh, I feel like you have to be a homer when uh, you vote, right? So all diamondbacks.
3: Well, I mean, if I want
4: to vote for Nick Ahmed, aren't you?
3: I mean, there's someone I'm not going to vote for. I mean, I bet you, you put David Peralta in. You're like, well, David Peralta is going to be, did you put David Peralta in your bracket?
4: No, I did not. All right.
3: Well, um, no, we'll, we'll see where the winds take us here. You know, how I, how we're feeling as all the fans can go and put their national and American league on the docket. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill out an all-star bracket. It's going to be so much fun. And we're going to do it in the next segment. So don't go anywhere in this league. We'll be right back.
0: Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: What is this? It's in this league.
0: What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league.
3: Has to be at least three times bigger than this. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. That is where in this league lives. You can live with us. You could be our roommate if you would like. Come over to patreon.com slash ITL and sign up. You can get access to all of the stuff that we've got going on. We do a bunch of sheets with ranks. We've got group me rooms. I'm dying because I said the the roommate thing and Bogman just felt what I was gonna say, like felt it coming and you had this little like smirk and I couldn't even get through the read there. But all I'm saying is <laughs> is come and check us out. We've got secret shows, we've got live streams, bunch of extra content, access to us, group me rooms be a part of the community and you can get all the other fun, fun stuff from uh, real life things to just nuttiness that we do. And you can get involved in uh, it's, it's a way to get into like mock drafts and I, some of these break things I do. And you're just supporting us. That's the other thing. If you're just like an altruistic person and you wanted to do that, patreon.com slash army. It's why we can do what we do and why Bogman can offer up his apartment to uh, uh, to listeners.
4: you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to do that when you love that bit Uh, i i love it's my favorite bit i love offering up my apartment to people especially when this place like i feel like if an inspector came in here it would be borderline you know what i mean like it's gross in here right now i'm ready to move i am uh it's hot in, in phoenix i can't open up my windows yeah. You know, so it is, uh, you definitely have is a, a pure bachelor pad. The like ba- Bogman, bachelor pad.
3: Bogman's a buffer guy. Like I couldn't be like, Hey, I'm going to come stop by. He'd be like, no, no, no. Stop by in four days. Like you, yeah. you would need four days to clean up, uh, whatever. Just yeah, God awful sin is in it's there. just
4: gross. You know, it, it's, it's a dude's apartment. There's clothes everywhere. Uh, trash is all over the place. Like I don't, I don't live like a hoarder, but if you came in here, you'd be like, Oh god something is going on with this guy you know and and it's honestly i just i despise cleaning i don't know
3: like no, i'm with you my my uh office the studio that i'm in it's just a disaster of stuff people can see it on there and i just you know if it was a house I probably you live with people though life. like
4: other people well, could, could come be. in there so you have to keep it somewhat decent like no my, no the
3: house is immaculate but this office but people uh,
4: could come into your office too like i've seen your wife come in there yeah. like no one's coming through my front door so i and i live like it you know, I live like, yeah. like if I was going to go to the bar and do something hotel, it will 100%. Oh, hotel.
3: So you'd be like, Who do you think I am? And you'd be like, it's yeah. not about that. It's like, we can sit and watch a movie. I'll rent this hotel to watch a movie. You're just yes. not coming back to my place.
4: Right. Exactly. It's disgusting. And I'm ashamed oh, of man.
3: it. I wish you were on it. You know, they're doing a new reality show in Phoenix. I wish you were staying here and you could be a part of it. I would love to follow. I'd be
4: the most boring reality star, nah, but they would
3: press ever. you and they would be like, you know, like, Hey, let's get you out to the bar. Yeah. Cause they'd want you to do stuff. And like, they'd send you out to like salty scenery. I would just like, salty sal- just fly on the wall to just be there. I want to hear Bogman, like do pickup lines, take a girl back. I would give, <laughs> I'd give the autograph wander helmet uh, to you. <laughs> If if we could uh, see a reality show, just all that that's stuff.
4: worth my dignity. So that's good. Yeah,
3: you, you'd be reality famous,
4: right? We should go and apply. We should go and apply. Let's both you and I do my uh, I can't even I love by the way that it's like, oh, look, it's a it's a Scottsdale reality show. And then it's like, you don't have to live in Scottsdale or Arizona. Like I saw because someone posted like the uh, yeah the the thing for it. It's like you can live wherever it doesn't matter.
3: And they posted just, they're like it's like twenty one to forty year olds and it's like I get a plot. You're not taking me like you're yeah, not gonna take who's, any who's, like
4: who is who's the forty year old that's train wreck that
3: just train wrecks absolute train wrecks. All right, so let's get back to uh, brass tacks here. Uh, we're not just staying at Bogman's house. MLB All Star Game, it's going down. Uh, when the hell is it? Like July. Southern, Southern yeah, early.
4: it's all at July twelfth, I think it is.
3: Okay, July twelfth. Some favorite time of the year is All Star Games. They mean a lot. A uh, Futures game is great, and they're bringing it back. I'll, I'll tell you. There's a part of me. It's not that far. It's in Colorado. uh I would love. I would love to be traveling and going and and doing the all uh, the Futures game. I really would have little interest in the uh, actual All Star game because it's just messy. Players don't care that much. I mean, you
4: know, I mean, the, the Futures game is the same way.
3: No, nah, but the players are a little more into it because it's actually more of a spotlight. It's kind of a big deal. And actually, and a little behind the scenes thing, these guys, when you get to a futures game, it ups the value of some of your extracurricular stuff. So like if they go to a futures game, if they you know sign with promoters and stuff, they get more money. They charge more money. There's futures game balls and stuff. So it's actually...
4: I've been to lucrative. a bunch of them.
3: I know. Yeah. It's more lucrative for younger guys than that. Maybe it is a little bit too for major leaguers, but... I will say that baseball major leaguers maybe take it a tiny bit more serious. Um, I still don't think there is... Like, basketball and football are just hilariously stupid. No defense whatsoever. Baseball, guys are just trying to swing for the fences. No one's trying to walk. And pitchers are just trying to, you know, throw heat or, like, buckle curves and stuff. So it's a little bit more serious. But it's it's a not serious exhibition game where players will just easily not be there. And then also it's put in the hands of the fans and the fans are given the opportunity to
4: vote in the star, the starters. And it, it's not really the, the, uh, the, fans fault as an entirety. The problem is uh, that, that, that we see with this, I, I honestly, I don't think it's most people voting, but it's when these cities go absolutely crazy. Like, you know, same when
3: thing. well, my, my example, and maybe you were going to go there is Garcia Parra. When Garcia Parra was out for the whole year, and the Dodgers fans voted him in or he played like a handful of games and he was voted in like the starting first baseman for the anytime,
4: NL. anytime you have fan voting it's because basketball does it too. Right. I mean, a remember joke. when, remember when the Royals were good and Kansas City had like eight starters, uh, you know, uh, in the all-star game because of the voting it's absurd, you know, like uh, I get it. Like Mike Moustakis and Eric Hosmer maybe, but should Alcides Escobar have been a starting shortstop in the all-star game that's ridiculous you know and yeah. escobar was great but he wasn't uh all-star star worthy remember yao ming used to get hurt but all the people voting in china would he would he'd be the leading vote getter so it'd be like him and mcgrady would make it every single year because they would just the the Chinese people would follow the rocket so McGrady and Yahoo would be their favorite uh yeah Yahoo McGrady and Yao would be their favorite players so that they would both get in every single year it was ridiculous
3: yeah and and they stuff the ballots and they just do it's just not it's nonsense it's just absolute nonsense like you it's love it serious, you
4: love voting know. You, you you de- you never get mad when I'll say to makes the all-star team who's the ridiculous person this year? Like uh, that, that, that you're just, you know, is going to get in and they should not get in. Is, is there a person off the top of your head, you know, that is going to get in and you hate it
3: because um, they're
4: not I, voting for any pitchers. So it's not like is going to get in because people like him. It's only the starting lineups that that are impacted the bench and everything else. Cause remember in baseball, you have to have a representative from every team. So some diamondbacks going to make it.
3: That's a really good question on, the garbage. Okay, uh, let me give you one. Uh, how about Corey Seager? You know, how about, like, look at the NL shortstops here. you got Javi Baez, who's got 14 homers, but hitting 240. All right, he's all right. Lindor, Lindor is, oh my God, Lindor or Seager. That could be one of the two. Because I look, there's no other really great, uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Tatis. I was going down here. Tatis is actually the guy. So never mind. that's not going to happen. But those would be examples, because uh, I'm just scrolling through. So that's why sure, I'm popping sure, sure. up here. Um, that would have been an example. I don't know if I have a, a certain player that's, it's going to be offensive. It's just going to be, it's either going to be a high, high stat, or it's, it's really going to most likely just be about cities. That's why places like New York and Texas and California have the potential to dominate some of this stuff. But and, it's
4: always like places that don't have anything to do like Kansas city. Like, you know, those are always the, the teams or, you know,
3: what would make this better. Here's what would make this better is if they didn't allow a single player from every single team for every position, they should cut it down. Guess what? Kevin Newman, who's hitting two Oh two with one Homer should not be a votable thing for me. I can click on him if I'd like to right now, he should not be there. They should cut it down because they're talking about starters. It should be the top five divisionally at each position voted by a committee. They could do that. We should take, in the NL, Lindor Get should off be my off lawn. of it. Lindor should be off of it. He's hitting 217 with a 650 OPS. He should not be eligible to even be voted for. That would make it better. Give me a ballot that's got Baez, Turner, Tatis Jr., and then, I don't know, give me a couple other losers that were playing good at the position, and then cut it from there, and it gets out all the riffraff. So when we come back, <laughs> we're going to loser it up. And we're going to make a little votey vote. We'll be right back.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <sighs> I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out,
2: man. man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering,
1: Littering,
0: Littering and... and...
3: Littering
2: and smoking... Them. In this league. Break it down.
3: In this league dot fans. You could go there right now and you could pick up ITL swag. Stickers, mugs, shirts, hoodies, some long sleeve. That's right. Boggs Jr. Yes, please. Logoed podcast apparel, you got it. Little bit of fat lance prospects a symbol. All the stuff is there, and new stuff coming in the future. Just bookmark in this league dot fans, and it's going to take you to our store, and you can pick up some swag today. Do it and wrap it around. Be that, be the guy one time, one time in the future, where we see someone in the wild wearing ITL gear, especially at like a game. Wouldn't that be cool if we were like That'd someone sent us a screenshot? They're like sitting in good seats at some game and they've got, you know, an in this league shirt or something. That's, that is a long, one of the dreams. The three dreams are, we are in the wild and we see somebody wearing in this league stuff. uh That what I just said, and then actually Bogman has already had one where someone goes, Oh, are you Bogman? And they like yeah. recognize you out of context. Those are the, do things.
4: you work for Bogman?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> those is are the,
4: still the most hilarious thing ever. Do you work for Bogman?
3: Yeah. Those are what we uh, are looking for. So, uh, <laughs> and this league dot fans go do it. All right. Ballots, except Bogman, you want to defend this shenanigans
4: that look, I don't really want to defend it, honestly, but you know, you, you, you made you made such a hard argument on the other side. I just want to argue why baseball, why this is still happening. Why they right? shouldn't
3: do the logical thing of what I said is cut down every position to the worthwhile players and then let the fans vote on them why you think they should let all the, all the losers, all the guys hitting 200 eligible to be voted on by the homers in their cities.
4: Right. I I mean, we, we all know that this is, it's kind of a joke, right? The all-star game. Like it's, it's been a bit of a joke for a while because it's like, you know, uh, for a while it was, this is what determines home field in the world series is the all-star game. Now it means something, remember? And then they went, nah it's kind of stupid so let's not do that anymore so now it's just an exhibition game once again but shouldn't like the people that take the time to go vote are the people most invested in baseball right even if they're you know even if they're dummies and voting for just pirates or diamondbacks or whatever their hometown team is and they're homering out they are the most invested correct okay sure okay so you your people that are most invested and going to spend the most money are the people doing the voting for the most part. So maybe you should put the players that they want to see the most in the game that they're going to be watching. It's going to get more, you know, just the popular guys, like especially guys that suck when, um, you know, Albert Pujols was still getting a ton of votes when he was bad and old. You know what I mean? Just because he's a popular player, we're going to see that with players down at the end of their career too. So, i'm not saying that this is the only reason why it should be kept i'm saying if i'm baseball that's why i allow this to keep happening although i would change it like like you said some of these are just absurd you know like like i said with yao ming he broken foot he was out for the whole year didn't play one game all-star starter it's ridiculous there's
3: there's a lot of money and there's a lot of notoriety that's put to it so let me give you an example so we're going to do this Awesome experiment. We're going. Are you gonna do this with me? I mean, you already did yeah, your yeah. Salad. Are you gonna do a new one?
4: I'll do another one. Yeah, sure. Okay. Here's
3: a perfect example. Um first base in the NL. Jesus Aguilar. I would say maybe it is arguable, so maybe it's not the perfect case here, but Jesus Aguilar has in the NL been the best first baseman. He's hit just under 270, which there's only um of the qualified guys on this list. There is one guy with a higher batting average than him, and that's Colin Moran, who has four homers. He leads in RBIs. He's got 12 homers, and he's got an 8, 815 OPS, which is you know near the top of all of this. I would say he's the most deserving, but I'm going to give my vote to Alonzo Wars because he's the <laughs> most prevalent in my mind, and he, he's calling it like they see it. You know what? We need a baseball. We need someone who's not going to listen to the media and is going to call all them politicians like they see it.
4: Baseball I mean, politicians. I, I just, I can't tell. I just put Pete Alonso in. Okay. So, so now you're doing the exact thing that you hate. Uh, you're putting in Pete Alonso because he's popular and he has a weird opinion, even though you just said Jesus Aguilar is the best first baseman in the national yeah, league. And he's from New York. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I feel like I'm getting gaslit here, but that's okay. Yeah. And, so, a-
3: and AL, I'm uh, clearly going to put in uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Because it's uh, not even a question. And, and anything otherwise would just be, uh, would be silly. It'd be un Vlad un-silly. and Jesus for me. Uh,
4: that's that's what
3: I have. Oh, you're doing the Jesus and Vlad? Mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely, yes. Okay.
3: Or I should say the Jesus and Aguilar. Uh, mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero, 330, 18 homers, 48 stolen bases. All right, Boggs, what are you going to do at second base then?
4: Uh, second base, all right. So for the... Uh, A.L., I'm going to go with a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, uh, teammate here and take Marcus Simeon. He's uh, hitting 290, 13 homers, stolen bases, 32 RBI. And, uh, and the National League, I want you to tell me who your National League guy oh. is first. I, I'm because I have to- mine and I'm pretty I'm pretty entrenched in it. But uh, it, the, the National League, there's not a lot of great going on at second base. So
3: Here's what I'm trying to determine. I'm just trying to determine, do I want to make a troll one or do I actually want to try to do this seriously? <laughs> do like, I want to try to do this seriously? So uh, I agree with you. Uh, second base, I mean, actually, second base, it's a little bit tougher because Whit Merrifield's also there, but I'm putting Marcus Simeon in. And we have, two, um, we have two Toronto Blue Jays in there. Second is really, really tough. And I've got... I mean, I'm looking at these and I am going to say. Ryan McMahon, I'm going to go hometown okay, that's one. I'm going to say it's they're playing in Colorado. Colorado's going to rally around him. He's the closest there. Uh, I think that's going to be that's a, That's kind of a skewed one. You know who I think you could put in is you could put in Adam Frazier. That's who I picked.
4: I picked yeah. Adam Frazier because there's he's no the chance in, in hits.
3: history. He, he gets in.
4: No, no, he won't because Pittsburgh is terrible and nobody's watching them. But he is leading the league in hits. He's hitting 329. He only has two homers, so he's not an exciting player. But he definitely deserves to be an All Star, and it doesn't really matter. That that's the nice thing about Nothing seeing a guy like Adam Frazier. Really if he doesn't get voted in, he's still going to be an All Star. It doesn't make a difference. They're not going to put any other Pirate in, so he's going to get it on on the back end as a bench player for sure. Didn't get it phrasing that's Third right Third base he i think did. is
3: pretty easy uh nl chris bryant 307 batting average 13 homers 38 rbis and then rafael devers who's got 15 homers with a just under 900 ops 48 rbis i want to say he's near the top or leads the league in rbis i think those both are pretty easy as starters
4: yeah i think you can make an argument for Moncada, uh especially with the way he's been hitting but uh but yeah i mean bryant and devers like you said
3: in the NL NL shortstop, I don't even have to be trolley. I mean, it's it's clearly Fernando Tatis Jr. That's yes. not even 17 homers, best player in baseball. What do you do with the AL shortstop? Uh, it's here's okay. Here's one of the things I want to point out. This is why it it is a flawed system. When I look at these and I go, oh, what do you do? I think it is going to be the biggest city rallying behind a specific player. And I think the guy that qualifies on both ends of production, I I think it's a a two horse race here. I think it's between Boba Bichette and Xander Bogarts. And I think Xander is going to take it.
4: Xander Xander, who is who I got. I am all aboard Xander Bogarts.
3: We have an entire, we have a, we have an AL East infield currently. That is its entire AL East infield for the, uh, for the AL. Uh, all right. Catcher. Why even waste our time here? Uh, who are you doing for catcher? <laughs>
4: uh, it's uh, Buster Posey and Salvador Perez for me.
3: Is it Buster? Where is Buster? I don't see Buster on here. Yeah. Buster's got to get a
4: 336 with 10 homers. I and mean, who
3: did you go with the catcher? Salvi? Yeah. Salvi. Yeah.
4: I mean, Salvi, these are the two catchers that like, have played uh, a ton also and uh, Salvi I think Salvi's played every day by the way I'm not sure if he's had a day off yet he's probably had a couple but um no I don't I don't remember seeing one so uh he has been outstanding so far
3: all right, uh, outfield in the NL. Uh, this is where I think it's going to get screwed up, man. Like, I look, there are so there are many, so many guys. That... from, that And you know what I look at? I think people are going to go, and they're going to, Juan Soto doesn't deserve to be in right now. He's not played at the level. to. The only player I clicked on immediately was Ronald Acuna. That's the only one. Well, there's the two
4: one. you have. No, there's another one you have to immediately click on. It's not just. Oh, and team Castellanos. Team. I'm sorry. Castellanos, yes. Uh, yes. And Castellanos it, has to be. So you're going
3: to have Homer where Mookie. You didn't tell me Mookie Betts isn't going to get in. He's
4: only hitting 251. Oh, Mookie, Mookie Betts, Betts is going to get bo- voted in, but and, he, he doesn't deserve to be voted.
3: He's going to be voted in the starter.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He probably will be. Who's the uh, other the,
3: starter here? Joe, Winker. well, I guess Winker. I'm going to put Winker. yeah,
4: yeah. Winker is probably the the best bet. I mean, 17 homers and he's hitting 348. Those are three guys. I think it's way more open in the American League, right?
3: Uh, who are you going to put? I mean, I'm looking here. I'm not. I mean, if yeah, I if I were really nobody leaping
4: real. out, uh, I think here's two that I like, and and tell me what you think. Uh, Randall Gritchick has been uh, an amazing fill in for George Springer um uh, let, I laugh-
3: just, i'm not laughing at you they will literally let me put in jared kelnick as a starter. i saw
4: that he's hitting 096 awesome. uh and i got and my he got outfield. sent down and you, you can still hit- vote on him
3: okay i'm sorry finish your outfield and i'll tell you my well
4: i i only have two so far well, actually, I, don't, I don't even know who my third is so, so why here's why is my know?
3: outfield and this will never happen um here's my outfield for the al adolis garcia with yeah i have him homers. he's my other two Mitch Haniger with 15 homers and Cedric Mullins, who's hitting 323.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think Cedric needs to go in there. Statistically, that is your
3: outfield for the AL. If you were just going off of performance like that, right?
4: Yeah. I'm okay. I'm with you. I I like Randall Gritchick just because he's filled in for Springer so well. And he's hitting 277. He has 13 homers. I think he deserves a nod, but we already have a ton of Blue Jays. So I I get it you know uh but yeah i think mullins and adolas have to go in
3: and then for uh dh as a starter i think yerman's gonna get a lot of oh well it's well otani i'm gonna put otani as the starting dh there you go in the al yeah. and there is none in the nl so there you go there's my ballot i can review it i can pick it and i'm it's incredible actually you know what i had so much fun i, I changed my mind i want to do this all the time
4: but, but... <laughs> well you have five more votes for the day go do it
3: you don't want to know what I think next I'm gonna make a trolley one. Jared Kelnick (laughs) is going in. It's gonna be great. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: In this league. Oh, I remember. I love it. In this league. Oh,
0: I remember mean that. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah I, mean I remember that. Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh, In This League. We're back. Thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us. We've got a little bit more for you in Hour 2. Hour 3 coming up with Bubba. You guys going to do another bracket or something like that? Or a, a, a poll, a ballot?
4: Well, we're going to talk about a bracket. and We're going to talk about the college football uh, playoff uh, prop- mm-hmm. uh, proposal here, which is... Uh, I would love it. I know a lot of people is specifically traditional college football fans, Alabama fans, uh, you know, Ohio state fans, Oklahoma fans don't like it. And I understand that, but I love it. I love it.
3: Uh, we could also take some time here if we wanted to talk about how correct I was uh, with Julio Jones.
4: You know, we did we did enough of that on the In This League uh, Fantasy Football podcast. So I feel like Mark McGuire when they're uh, you know we're not here to talk about the past, yeah. we're here to talk about the future. So
3: I will tell you though, the one new development is the wearing of number two. I haven't Ooh. actually been bothered by the number thing because no, for whatever reason it's just a little quirk. I know a lot of people don't care. Uh, the number thing bothers me. I got over though wide receivers being able to wear like the teens and stuff pretty quick, you know, like 11 and 10. I got over that pretty quick. There is something about like a running back wearing number six, that is just never going to like work well, or, or a linebacker wearing like number 18 or whatever they can do. I
4: like I, linebackers wearing number one. That's I hate it.
3: I, I really truly hate it. I, it goes so college, but there was something jarring where AJ Brown apparently offered 11 to Julio. He said, no, for whatever reason, people thought he was going to be six. Was that his college number or something? No, eight was his, was his college oh, number. Oh, okay. Which... Everyone thought that. And then he came out and he's going with two. And everyone's like, his logic is one plus one. But then there's also some conspiracies out there, Boggs.
4: How about uh, he misses his best friend, Matt Ryan, so much who wore number two? I think it might be honoring mm. uh, his, his buddy, Matt Ryan, uh, who also wears number two. So. It could also just be one plus
3: one. I seems like something maybe Julio would do just like one plus one. I gotta tell you, two is the worst number a wide receiver could wear. I don't think there's, I think there's not one I hate more. Number two, not
4: not number one, not like seven. is better. I don't like four. Okay, dude, seven is terrible. No, seven to me is a, I mean, just because I, you know, watch Roethelsberger for the last decade and a half, you know, seven is such an iconic QB number. It's weird to see any other position.
3: I will tell you the order of the single digit numbers I think that I hate on a player would be two is number one. And outside of a quarterback, but how many quarterbacks do you see where two outside of Matt Ryan? There's not many. I I hate two as the as a top one. I don't like three. No, I like I dislike four. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six. It's two, four, and six. I think those are the the big ones. The eight, worst seven, eight, seven's pretty bad. Seven. Would Let be me ask the you this:
4: I first of all, I think you're going to get used to the numbers after a while. I I did pull up an article to tell you that Buda Baker's wearing number three because he loves Allen Iverson. Ugh. So uh, that that is hilarious that. to me, I and I and, <laughs> I knew you would hate that one as well. So I I wanted to bring that up. But is it worse? Uh, and I think after a year of this, you'll be not fine with it, but you'll just, get it'll over it. be background noise. Right. Uh, it, isn't it weirder to see a pitcher wear a single digit number than it is to see even like a linebacker wear something weird or yeah how about how about mac jones wearing 50 right now in in camp
3: oh i mean that if they allowed the quarterbacks to go beyond 19 i if it hold, uh
4: i think they can wear 20s but i don't think they can go up to 50s
3: so i mean who, there was an asu quarterback that used to wear number 22 a long time ago and i hated it but doug flutie wore 22 in college i hate so. it i it just it's the worst thing ever no the pitch it I don't looks like, it looks weird it
4: definitely looks weird i
3: don't like pitchers wearing single digits and i don't like Basketball players wearing like double zero. I think those are lame, but it's it's a different level of um wide receiver wearing number two or a defensive back where I mean it's just back to college days. But again, that I but here's one thing I recognize that's a little bit of my like you know, well, there's unwritten rules in baseball. Like it's sure. like, like kids have fun. it's your old
4: manness, it's sure. my old
3: manness. And at the end of the day, they want to have fun and wear you know jerseys they've worn in college and uh honoring guys like Allen Iverson at the end of the day it's it's okay it's just it, the the num- it's the scheme that bothers me looking and seeing a <laughs> cornerback wearing four doesn't sit right to me or a wide receiver wearing number two Julio's gonna wear number two we got that and I wonder if he's gonna show up here uh, last week we did the uh, fantasy pros article of running backs and tight ends to avoid for whatever reason that was to get okay, again I still don't understand the logic of why they put it together. Why not do tight ends and wide receivers to avoid, and then quarterbacks, quarterbacks and, running backs, and running backs? yeah, like that, but whatever. It's our article. And last week, we were picking apart, and this is who the Fantasy Pros staff. So again, check out their article. We're, we're kind of taking off, and we're reading about it here. But I thought we'd go through a couple at each position here, Boggs, and get your take on it. And actually, let's move down to wide receivers because Jason Kamlowski of Fantasy Pro's indicates that julio jones as their wide receiver 15 he's wide receiver 15 on their ecr he designates as a wide receiver you should avoid this season and 15 is lower than even you have him so i I already know where your take is going to go but what do you think about him being singled out on this
4: i'm not avoiding julio jones this year and and i know uh that is probably counterintuitive to a lot of people like, you know, this guy, uh, and and I, and I understand that look, Matt Ryan had 145 more pass attempts than Ryan Tannehill did last year and and all that stuff. But Julio, Julio is one of those guys and there's not a ton of them, but there are plenty of wide receivers that are going to succeed regardless of how bad that quarterback position gets for the most part. I mean, you know, if you get down to third or fourth string, okay. But, Look at you remember Larry Fitzgerald performing with John Skelton, and we've John talked about Skelton. this. You know, uh, I mean, all those guys, yeah, TJ Yates and DeAndre Hopkins, right? So, uh, I think Julio is not taking a step back to one of those guys. And honestly, I'm not 100% sure it would matter if he did. He is an outstanding wide out. He's going to get open, he's going to score, he's going to have big games, and, and I, he's still a wide receiver one to me, You're not you know, I'm not taking him in the first round anymore. Like, you know, he used to be a borderline guy, but he's not that, but he's still very, very good to me. I have him at 11, so I'm not avoiding him at all.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. uh, Again, I don't want to be like taking all their stuff. I want you guys to check out the article, but yeah. Well, as long as,
4: I mean, you understand the logic to it, right? Is he's moving to a new place. He's got a dominant number one. They run the ball a ton. I understand the logic. I'm just not going to follow it. Yeah,
3: but like he acknowledges something that is clear to me in this is like, it's already a huge ADP drop comparatively where he was. So he says he understands that, but his point is it's not enough of a discount. And he says that he would have Julio Jones closer to the Tyler Lockett Cooper cup range of around wide receiver 25. I mean,
4: that's just way too low to me. I'm taking him way over Cooper cup and, and and I like cup, but I'm taking way over Cooper cup.
3: So here's an interesting one. This is a big one. And let me see who wrote this and make sure where we are on time right now. So I want to get these quarterbacks. Uh, Jared, Jared Lease says, Devontae Adams at wide receiver number two is a void this year. Talking about, he's really focusing on Jordan Love as the quarterback and where that would put him. And, and kind of ends it with just saying like, he'd rather someone else take the risk. So I mean, what do you what do you think about? Because I'd also point out in this conversation is the range that Devontae Adams has to go is something else to consider around the running backs. Julio doesn't have yeah. the same issue of like, you know, there's probably already 25 running backs that have been taken by the time you consider Julio.
4: I I feel like and, and follow me with this because it gets a little meta and and weird, but I feel like the logic for Devontae Adams being lower is better than the logic for Julio being lower. So I don't know. Uh, if you agree with me on that. But it's because of the risk of where you have to take Devontae. I get that. He's still my wide receiver one. I think, you know, first of all, I think they're going to work out something with Aaron Rodgers. Even if they don't, though, uh, I like Jordan Love. I've said that a bunch of times. I I think he's going to be a really good quarterback, and I'm excited to see what what he's got. And there's a lot of buzz about him in camp right now. So I'm still on Devontae Adams. I think he can perform with quarterbacks way worse than – Aaron Rodgers. And even if Jordan love is pretty good, he's still way worse than Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think he's going to be okay. And he still deserves to be in that wide receiver number one spot. So uh, not, I'm not following. uh, I don't feel much risk taking Devontae.
3: These are two uh, really interesting ones. I do a quick one on this. Brandon Ayuk gets singled out here um, by Andrew hall. And he is the ECR wide receiver 25, where the other guys said that's where Julio should be. And he kind of, you know, he's going to go through a lot of the motions probably about running and Devo is there, but says that he would rather have guys like Tyler Lockett and T Higgins in there. So quick thoughts on Ayuk as essentially a top end wide receiver three as a fade.
4: I agree with, with, with this one a little bit. I mean, I have met 27, so I'm lower than the ECR, but, uh, and the logic is they get Kittle back for the whole year. Debo back for the whole year. Uh, you know, Ah, uh, Jimmy G, maybe a new uh, quarterback as well uh, in Trey Lance at some point. So I understand the logic, but he's still a wide receiver three to me. So I'm not burying him.
3: The last wide receiver we'll talk about. This one's really interesting. DK Metcalf by Derek Lowflin, who they have as the wide receiver seven. Um, as I'm doing a quick glance. I mean, there's so much in here about I think Tyler Lockett. How he out—he talks about how Tyler Lockett outpaced Metcalf in targets per game, and um, kind of talks about him still being a top 24 wide out, But he would rather, you know, the Justin Jeffersons of the world, and, and even no cites way. cites some mm-hmm. uh, cites some running backs and uh, t- Antonio Gibson and Najee Harris as second round picks who would rather have over Metcalf.
4: I mean, I'd rather have Najee, but but g- give me a break. I mean, uh, I I love I love DK. He torched guys last year. We saw him run down Buda Baker. We know he's bigger, faster, stronger than everybody. He's uh learning the position with Russell Wilson. He's got a, a good number one, uh, one A, one B, however you want to call these guys between Lockett and Metcalf. And he dropped touchdowns last year. And let's not forget that he dropped a couple. So uh, I think he could see even more. Uh, it, touchdowns this year. So I there's no way I'm fading DK, not at so, all. So he,
3: so here's the big uh, connection, and we'll only do one quarterback. There's, uh, I mean, I spoil a little bit. Like Patrick Mahomes shows up on here because yeah, yeah, everybody's okay. going to fade sure. quarterback one. Aaron Rodgers, okay, sure, but check this out: Russell Wilson at quarterback six, and it's not by the same person. It's by two other writers that note russell wilson as the quarterback to fade so now you see metcalf and you see wilson in there and one of the guys connor riggs says he would rather have justin herbert jalen hurts ryan Tannehill, and tom brady than uh russell i i, I think he's saying then take russell wilson wilson at quarterback six I don't, i'm not sure he's 100 saying he right right, right. Them for the value but he would rather take those guys and not take russell wilson at.
4: There's some risk. I mean, look, he's getting hit a bunch. He's a smaller quarterback. Uh, you know, he is uh, upset with the Seattle situation, apparently, you know, like we've heard. So there is some risk to Russell Wilson. I just think when, you know, when you get out there and, and they start playing, you're going to see the same old Russell Wilson you've always seen. So uh, I'm not fading him. Uh, he's not a target for me though. So I kind of understand not wanting to take him above those guys where they're going, uh, so Russell Wilson is not a guy that I have to go out like I'm I'm gung ho about, but I'm not going to lower him because of these risks. I think you're going to see the same Russell Wilson you've always seen.
3: Yeah. And I don't uh, the, actually the logic of um, it's an interesting thing when you talk about quarterback strategy. I'm a believer in those top guys like, you know, I am I might not take my homes where I can take Lamar a little bit later. But there is this like middle tier of good guys. Like Russell Wilson's really good, but where you could maybe fade him and wait rounds upon rounds to get a Jalen Hurts or a Herbert. It is kind of enticing because I think the gap is much smaller from Wilson to Herbert than it is Wilson to Mahomes or something like that. All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, We'll be right back to end out hour two right here on in this league.
0: I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you.
2: Oh. In this <laughs> lead. You are too
3: easy. Final segment, hour two, Bogman, Welsh, and then Bubba is coming in. I step out. Bubba comes in. So the show doesn't end. It's just the Bubba and Bogman show is going down. Bogs, uh, we were just talking About the fantasy pros article and word coming out that the NFL is exploring playing in Germany. Oh, (laughs) play in Germany!
4: You know what I really want? In
3: Australia, I. You know what I want them to not play in places that the game would be at 2 a.m.
4: What is worse? playing uh you know nfl games in germany and i think spain is on the uh the agenda as well you know that we've already got games in you in the uk every year uh in london but what do you think about uh which is worse the nfl moving games to foreign countries or if you could get rid of one that or fans voting for the all-star game it's a great it's a so I get rid game. of the foreign NFL. Games. I know.
3: Well, you would, because it's about your convenience. Uh hundred yes. percent, because it inconveniences you to wake up. I could have answered that from, you know, that million dollar, you know, those game shows where it's like, <laughs> do you know your friend or your yes, you final know, answer? Your, right, yeah. yeah. I would be great at that game for you because I could have answered <laughs> that in a heartbeat. We would have won right. a million dollars for me. I think it's the fan voting still. I think it's the worst. Like I get what they're trying to do with expanding the game and other reaches like what, what,
4: hold on, hold on. What if I throw in Jersey numbers for NFL
3: players? Oh, So wait, so what's the deal? What are you offering me here?
4: Okay. You leave the fan voting as is. Okay. But you are the determining factor for NFL Jersey numbers now.
3: And I can say they don't have they don't have to do these games overseas.
4: No, no, the overseas games stay, but you get to change oh.
3: the jersey numbers. Oh man, I think I would still go fan voting.
4: Fan really? Voting. Well, because that I, surprises I, me. But okay. I,
3: I acknowledge I'm acknowledging that it's it's my I'm stuck in some weird number way. But I, at the end of the day, I want players to be having fun because it makes the game better. And maybe it's that's one true. of those things that like younger people like to see number two or something okay. like that. I don't know. Right. Uh, so I acknowledge that. <laughs> Van voting is still for the dumbest of the dumbest. So uh, I would want that to be gone. And maybe, you know, like I said, it's good to expand the game to other countries, but it also is a huge disadvantage for players. And that's, and I don't want my team to do it. So All right, that is it. I am out of here. It's not it. That's it for me. Bubba is coming up with Bogman, hour three. Don't you go anywhere We're right here on NBC.